You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Uh, I want to remind everyone to download, rate, and subscribe to the to the 415ers podcast coming at you three times a week, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Last week was the bye week. This week we got some football to talk about, so we got a couple of great episodes coming up on Wednesday as well as our preview episode on Friday before the Chargers and the 49ers take on each other on Sunday night football at Levi's Stadium, 520 kick on Sunday. Uh, let, let's, get to, let's get to the big game of the weekend and the one that I, I thought was going to be the best and turned out to be pretty spectacular and that was uh the rams and the buccaneers at raymond james stadium in tampa florida and all right i'm gonna just say it right now mark this is the type of game and a victory for the tampa bay buccaneers who ended up winning 16 to 13 in that game 10 points in the fourth quarter tom brady engineers a 65 yard drive with about 50 seconds left and no timeouts in that game this is the type of win that a guy like Tom Brady and a team like Tampa Bay, who a lot of people have made fun of for reasons not having to do with football, who have been banged up because of injuries and have been really just kicked to the curb, I think, by a lot of people, myself included. This is the type of win that can get that sort of talented team rolling with a ceiling that is playoff bound. Right now, they're they're tied for first in the NFC South, a division up for grabs at four and five. Uh, that is a type of win that even though the Rams are what they are and neither of us, I think, expect them to make the playoffs at this point, that's the type of come from behind win that can spur a dangerous team in the a dangerous team in the NFC that has very few dangerous teams at this point. Even the Eagles are relatively unproven despite having an unbeaten record. I know the 49ers we've talked about have been you know, sort of constructed for the postseason, but they currently stand at 500. Uh, I think it's wide open, and that's a, that was a big win for Tampa Bay. And one of the reasons that I said on Friday that I wanted the Rams to win that game because I didn't expect Tampa to maybe do it in that fashion, uh, but that is definitely a momentum-building type victory. I hear you, and I think all those points are fair. I want to focus more on the Rams. Um, the Los Angeles Rams are just absolutely lifeless. I'm not sure what their issue is, if it's you know a Super Bowl hangover, whatever the case is. It's no excuse. They are terrible. You mentioned they get outscored 10-0 in the fourth quarter. On the season now this year, on the season, the Los Angeles Rams have been outscored 71-10 to in fourth quarters. 71 to 10 in fourth quarters. They fall to three and five. They were up by four points late in the fourth quarter after their defense stood up, forced a fourth and goal, incomplete pass, a turnover on downs. Ball goes back to the Los Angeles Rams with what? One minute and 52 seconds left. They run the ball with Daryl Henderson. No gain. End around to Cooper Cup. Five yards, stays in bounds. The the ran, or the Buccaneers calling timeouts. Then facing a third and five with one minute and 39 seconds left. A first down ices the game. They run up the middle to Daryl Henderson. And let me tell you, with the way the Rams have run the ball so far this year, they had zero expectation of getting a first down there. Their only goal, take 40 seconds off the clock. I get it. You're, you're, it's 139 left. Tom Brady looks like a shell of himself. You do not want to give the ball back to Tom Brady. Throw the ball, get a first down with Cooper Cup, 
Take knees, win the game, it's over. I do not know what the hell Sean McVay and the Los Angeles Rams are do are doing. They deserve to lose that game. They lost to a lifeless Tampa Bay team. To your point, it might wake up Tampa Bay and maybe they start playing better. But this Los Angeles Rams team is just pathetic. They deserve to lose, and I'm not sure how many more times they're going to win the rest of the year. They are terrible. Well put, Mark. Uh, tell me how you really feel. No, I, to, to me, the, the end of that game was more, I understand the the offense couldn't get a first down when they needed to, nor have they been able to get first downs when they've needed to in second halves of games all season. Uh, that you can chalk up as the third time that Sean McVay has lost a halftime lead since technically they led by a point. He's 50 and three now at the half. Uh, so at least another head coach got in on the action besides Kyle Shanahan at this point for beating the Rams after trailing at half. To me, it was about the defense on the final drive of the game. Tom Brady has 44 seconds. I understand he's the GOAT. I understand he has done this in his sleep countless times. But you cannot play an average thereabouts of 12 to 15 yards off of wide receivers that are trying to get out of bounds. The first throw... Over the middle, I understand. Scotty Miller hits. He makes a sliding catch. It's a good throw by Tom Brady. You get to the line. You spike it. 28 seconds left. And then from there, they just simply put the ball on the boundaries repeatedly over and over and over again. And there was nothing that the Rams did adjustment-wise to try and take away even a simple seven-yard out. Tom Brady dumping it off. Leonard Fournette gets out of bounds. Darion Kendrick, what do you can can we play up, please? Scotty Miller, 14-yard out route, third and six with 24 seconds left. Kendrick, can you please press a guy once in your life? 19 seconds left. Seven yard out again to Scott Miller. They just ran the same play about four different times, and then including a defensive pass interference in the end zone with 16 seconds left, puts Brady at the one-yard line. I mean, it just, you know, a, a nice little swing route out of the backfield to Otten. I don't know who the hell that is, but with seven seconds left it was good enough to get them the victory the Rams right now do not have any sort of consistency or adjustment on either side of the football they play the game from snap one to snap 60 to snap 100 if they can get there the exact same way and there was no sense of urgency on either side of the football so I'm glad you brought up the offense and how lifeless it has looked I would argue the defensive side which is supposed to be the strength at least star-studded power on that side of the football with Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey. Neither of those guys are playing with any sort of consistency. And I, I might go as far as to say that Aaron Donald, though he still is one of the best defensive linemen in football, looks like a guy that mailed in his retirement papers at the end of last season Ooh. because he is not playing at the exact same level that we've seen him in years prior. That doesn't mean he's not great. That doesn't mean he's not going to return to all pro status, but it does mean right now he is playing, like you mentioned, with a Super Bowl hangover and a guy who said, I might think about hanging my cleats up because I've achieved the ultimate goal. And right now the Rams are just basically running off of fumes. I understand your point. I'm not sure I totally agree with it. I mean, this was a, a Rams defense that kept Tampa to six points through three quarters, and it was just incredibly difficult for Tampa to, to do anything on offense until that last drive. I understand, you know, you, you, you just can't give up a touchdown. You have to play defense for 44 seconds, and you're unable to do it. They go 60 yards on six plays in 35 seconds without a timeout. And they win just before you know the clock hits zero. I get it; it's a bad drive defensively, but this one for me is is so much more on the offense than it is the defense. 
Um, Watching that game, I thought Aaron Donald was fantastic, but he didn't have much of an impact on that last drive. A big part is because uh, Tom Brady's throwing the ball really quickly after taking those snaps because he has to because there's no time left. Um, the, the defense hasn't been as good as, as it has been in the past. I'll give you that for the Rams. Uh, but this one for me, so much more on the offense and their inability to, to do anything. I know Tampa has a pretty good defense, but they're also injured. Um, they don't have, you know, their full complement of, of defenders out there either. They have Tampa a really Bay good... also does not have a full complement of offensive linemen. They have also a few weeks ago, put up three points against the Carolina Panthers. They also scored one touchdown against the Pittsburgh Steelers who stunk. Like it's they, true. they, they are not an offense that has generated a high amount of points in recent weeks. So yes, I understand that they, I mean, the Rams held them to two field goals in the first half, but this wasn't exactly a Buccaneers group that's lighting up the scoreboard like they did when they won the Super Bowl two years ago. Yeah, no, I'm with you. I mean, bad performances, especially in the fourth quarter, by both sides, offense and defense, but defense got enough stops throughout the course of the game to where it, it probably shouldn't have come down to that last drive. The offense is just anywhere capable of putting points on the board. That game would have been over uh, much earlier, but it wasn't. It's why the Rams are a dumpster fire right now, and they do not have many picks to try to turn it around because they mortgaged their future for last season. It paid off for a Super Bowl. I think most you know fans would take that exchange, um, but it just does not look good right now or for the future of the Rams. No, no, it does not. But it brings us to our next point of where the 49ers sort of fall in all of this among uh, week nine around the NFL. And I, I just kind of took a look at the power rankings this morning just to get an idea of where some of the, the experts see the 49ers right now uh, on Yahoo Sports and their power rankings. They have the 49ers at eighth right now in the league. Uh, NBC Sports also has them at eight. And then Pro Football Network has them at 11. So around a top 10 team, which I think is is pretty fair. But it's also interesting considering they are the only four-win team in that midst. Uh, there are multiple five-win teams, maybe even a six-win team in, in some of these power rankings that are above the 49ers at this point, um, specifically looking at Miami uh, and the Dolphins who kind of just eked out a victory against Chicago on an impressive Justin Fields performance this weekend at uh, Soldier Stadium. But I don't know, Mark. I mean, I, I, I think that top 10-ish is, is pretty fair for this team. I do think most of the experts or analysts are projecting the Niners in the top 10 because of where they see them in the future now with Christian McCaffrey and how they looked against the Rams rather than how they looked their first seven weeks. It seems to be more about the ceiling to me than what the Niners are currently. Yeah, I agree. And power rankings are always kind of that balancing act between are you crediting performance up to this point, or are you looking ahead and thinking what a team might be? And I think it's probably a mix of both. And I think to be fair to some other teams who are performing, who have performed better, you know, a team like the New York Giants or the Dallas Cowboys or the New York Jets, teams like that who are maybe somewhat surprising at this point of the season, they have done more and they deserve potentially to be ranked higher than the 49ers at this moment. But if you are maybe picking for, you know, the rest of the season moving ahead, uh, most people would probably say, the 49ers like if those teams were to meet in a few weeks or, or potentially in a postseason I think the Niners would probably be favorites assuming you know relative health of both teams um so I think it, it kind of depends how you're defining your rankings I think you know the Seahawks are, are another team who deserve to be in that conversation teams that are 
have succeeded more through the first half of the season than the 49ers, but who you might not consider actually better or who you might not project to be better down the road than the San Francisco 49ers. So you certainly don't want to disrespect other teams like a Minnesota who we've talked about before, who's won seven of their first eight games, but you might you know, question whether or not they're able to beat the 49ers in a head-to-head matchup or in the postseason. So I think right now, Niners top 10 ranking. Um, I think that's around the right spot. I mean, they're a four and four team. They're 500. They've had some really bad losses, including to the Bears, although they seem to be a little bit better than I think people are giving them credit for. Uh, You mentioned that loss against the Dolphins. Justin Fields looks like a different player the last couple of weeks. He's been phenomenal. A loss to the Broncos. They were on a bye as well this week, but they look really bad. Uh, A loss to the Falcons. Uh, You did, you know, you're, you did beat Seattle, who's leading your division right now. You have a couple of other division wins against the Rams. You just can't, you know, put a four and four team, regardless of, of how talented they are, over, you know, a, a six and two Dallas team just because you think they might be better in the future. So power rankings are kind of, you know, that middle ground where you have to take it both into account. And I think anywhere in the top 10, you know, six to six to eight or nine or 10 is probably where the 49ers deserve to be. Yeah, I mean, they also have somewhat of an easier schedule looking ahead. I know that there's a relatively even matchup this weekend with the Chargers, a team that I personally would put behind the Niners uh, if we're doing a power ranking. Uh, They have been involved in a lot of close games that could have gone either way. Chargers might be the hardest team to rank in football. They have a negative 22 point differential and are five and three. Uh, How that math adds up, I do not know. (laughs) But... They will get a good look at them this weekend. Uh, The Niners will on Sunday night football. Also that, I mean, the second Seattle game is certainly not looking like a cakewalk. Maybe that week 14 matchup at home with Tampa Bay is not. And then of course that is followed uh, or preceded by, I should say a Mike McDaniel, Kyle Shanahan reunion on December 4th and week 14 at home against Miami. That game is not looking like a cakewalk as well. So it it is kind of interesting how, you know, depending on what, plays out the rest of this year we're going to look back at some of those losses or wins like you mentioned with seattle in week two i mean even though at the time the expectations for us weren't high of the seahawks now looking back on it that that's a quality victory i mean you didn't allow an offensive touchdown to a team that's currently six and three so i know they're different now and have found more of an identity but i think that is a a pretty interesting pretty interesting way to look at the schedule 